Hi, Sean. Hello, Jennifer. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Did you know that this is 7.1? What? Yeah. 7.1. Holy smokes. I cannot even. Like, we are doing so well. Well, we're doing. We're doing. That's true. We're, we're chugging along, I think. Yes. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of different things that a we A little need. engine that could. <laughs> we just keep chugging along. You know, <laughs> and we try really do. We The last episode that we did, we answered some questions that we got in our, our email. Mm-hmm. Well, we had an interesting one about what it looks like. Number one, what does caregiver stress look like? Like, what do you want to, you know, what is, what, when do you know? When you know you've had enough, because you 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 always want to continue going because it's the right thing to do. Yeah. So what are those hints? The other question I got was, what happens if you need to move mom and dad in someplace, like whether it's respite or assisted living or something like that, and they're like, "I'm not going." That doesn't no. ever happen, does it? <laughs> oh, it happens all the time. Yeah, it does. Oh, you guys can probably hear our little giggles in the background. Hey, <laughs> Carrie, welcome. Hello. Thank you, ladies. So we invited Carrie because she's definitely one of our question makers. Mm-hmm. Answers. Question answerer. Answerer. I can make questions too, but yeah. I also love to answer. Yeah, them. you know, it's, I, it's Friday. <laughs> I don't know why we do this on a Friday. My brain is already melting. <laughs> Carrie, tell us a little bit about your credentials. Um, My name is Carrie Crosby, and I am a master's of social work, and I've been working in social services for over, well, gosh, it's coming up on 25 years now. Um, Oh, I don't know. 29. I know, I know. That is weird. I can't do math very well. She started when she was four. Yeah, I did. That's what my mom would say. Child genius. Right. You know, just a helper, always a helper. So, um... I have done a lot of different things in social services realm. I have worked for adult protective services. I've worked as a discharge planner at a large um, urban hospital. And I've also worked um, in my own business, which I'm doing currently. And my biggest need that I see, the biggest need that I see is for help with seniors, our aging population that are moving into a different environment. If they're coming from home and they're moving into an independent living or an assisted living, or once they get to a situation where they need more care and they might be in an extended care facility. So the majority of the folks that I work with are folks that are coming from home and starting to realize that they need a little more help. They're starting to to kind of get a little worried about that and what that looks like. So I kind of have a, a plethora of experience working in that. And Caregiver stress is one of those things that I like to talk about and actually have quite a bit of information on. So I'm so happy to be here to discuss it with you guys today. We are so happy you are here with us. I heard you were an expertise. Well, you know, (laughs) I I don't want to sit here with my fingers on my chest, you know, kind of polishing (laughs) my nails. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. But I, you know, between working with all of you guys for years and years, you know, I've seen many sides of this issue, along with having my own experience. Experience of having to do some of this with folks that I love. So I've been the gamut on all of this. I've been the person who's had the questions and I've been the person who can help answer. Right. Uh, my, my biggest thing that I say to people all the time is, you know, look, this is brand new to everybody. When they're getting to the point where they're like, uh oh, I think we need to start thinking about this. You're brand new to this. Right. You know, you may not have experience. You may not have someone who's worked in an assisted living facility for 20 years or a social worker at hand or something else. 
um, somebody else that you can turn to for that information. Because when you feel like you're at home, you're taking care of your loved one, Mm -hmm. even coming either in the home with them or coming in to help them, you do feel a sense of, I'm by myself. That's right. I don't know. Nobody else knows what I'm going through. They don't understand. Because while we do have friends that are our ages, their Mm -hmm. parents could be young or different or, so you never know who's got stuff going on. And it's brand new to them. Mm -hmm. And although it may be something we know a lot about, there are people coming in every single day that are brand new to all of this. And so I take it upon myself to say, Hey, I can't wait to get out there and keep educating people about this because there's new people every day, every hour, every minute that are falling into this situation and have these questions that we're going to try and answer today. You are so right. Yay. (laughs) Well, and, you know, Carrie and I talked yesterday and since our talk, I kind of just kind of reflecting on that. And it's not just parents that we're caregivers for. Mm -mm. No. You know, I, I just really have been reflecting on that. And, you know, we have friends as we, you know, are yep. we as we're friends. in our late twenties, mm-hmm. right, right. as we're I in mean, our late twenties, if you really want to know, <laughs> maybe like double that number. <laughs> right. If we're being honest, <laughs> but you know, there's our, our friends are getting older. Our spouses are getting older. Our, our siblings, our neighbors. Mm-hmm. Yes. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's not just our parents and it's, Parents, our in-laws, our, like we said, our, our neighbors, our aunts, our uncles, there's so and many sometimes people. sometimes we're taking care of our own children who have a disability or something. Absolutely. And this, this yeah. does go out to you too. Absolutely. Just because Sean and I work with the geriatric mm-hmm. community does not mean that we don't have information for everybody. Correct. Caregiver stress is caregiver stress. Right. At whomever you are a caregiver for, and quite frankly, we are caregivers to our children. So, I mean, it really does go beyond just... Um, taking care of a, a loved one that's aging in your home right. or that you're having to put into um, a, a higher level of care right. to make sure that they're safe. So caregiver stress expands across every generation and situation. Right. And I'm going to premise this with, you know, even the airport, when you are getting on an airplane and they're give, going through the safety measures, they say, put your air mask mm-hmm. on before helping someone Absolutely. else. And you know why? Because you have to take care of yourself. You cannot give from an empty cup. That's right. You That's have right. to be able to find yourself, still center yourself. You mm-hmm. cannot give. And give and give and give. All right. And, that's, and believe me, we remind each other of that all the time. Sorry, well, Carrie, go and ahead. No, we have to. I mean, this, especially if we work in the industry, we see it from all avenues. You know, it's not just a, an aging parent. I mean, of course, we see our friends that are caregiving kids. We have friends that have kids going to college, and that looks different. So we constantly have to remind each other, keep your own bucket full. Yes. You have to do something for yourself. And I, you know, we can talk about that. For, for five more podcasts right. on, on things that we can do You're to do that. Right. Yep. But, um, why don't we talk a little bit about some of the signs and symptoms of caregiver stress so that maybe if you're not sure if you're there yet and you recognize some of these, maybe it's a good thing that we start kind of small. So we know that, that yeah. makes what? And honestly, it's very interesting you say symptoms of mm-hmm. caregiver stress because people don't think of it like that. They mm-hmm. just see signs. Correct. But symptoms are actually physical Correct. feelings that you're having that's really good to point out. Go ahead, Sean. Yeah, I was just going to say, so, you know, what, what does caregiver stress look like? What are some of those signs and symptoms? Well, you know, caregiver stress, um, in my mind, it, it, it encompasses so many different things. You know, you're talking about just the stress of having to manage 
a home and and kids and grandparents you know we've we've talked about sandwich generation before which we can certainly touch on again in the future but obviously you can be talking about some anxiety or depression i mean those are kind of the hallmarks of what people think that when they're in caregiver situations then there might be a situation where you're starting to feel a little more stressed than you normally would. Um, you're starting to feel a little more depressed. And those things, along with getting irritable quickly, um, start to become a signs that you need to pay attention to. Yeah, because you become frustrated. Of course. You're, and yeah. when you get frustrated quickly, that's a that's a big sign that I've got to take a step back and I've got to see what's going on here. You mm-hmm. know, I've, I've got to take a look at this and figure out what's going on. You also might have some difficulty sleeping. Uh, you might feel tired and run down again. If we think about any kind of stress, that is a body's response right. to stress. You might overreact on minor things. You know, it might be something that you would have said, your husband might say to you, wow, you would have never flipped out about something like that before. Um, those are things we need to pay attention to. If people are kindly pointing those out to us, hopefully kindly, um, those are things that we need to listen to. Right. Hopefully kindly is a thing yes. because no, well, and again, sometimes it's not so kind because people don't understand what you're going through. Exactly. Right. And because we go back to the point that we made a couple of weeks ago, Sean, is that it's hard to ask for help. Yes. Absolutely. Because people don't know how to ask for help. That's right. So. Or the, or where. Right. Or who. So no matter what is brought to your attention or how, like we pray for you that it's kindly. Yes. But sometimes you just need to step back and take a look at those snapping people too. Yes. And, you know, again, a whole other set of podcasts about just communication and how to appreciate when people bring something to your attention, even if it's not in the most nice way. Right. Um, right. Sometimes we do have to take a second and say, okay, what, what were they really trying to say? Um, because of course, communication shouldn't be about reaction. Communication should be about discussing. Right. And, right. you know, I think when you get to the point where, you, where you're just reacting to everything, we're not communicating. Okay. Right. But, there's a reason behind all of that. And, mm-hmm. and just communication lessons alone tells us we need to step back and say, okay, wait a minute. In which, honestly, like Rick is my husband, Rick, because, you know, my parents live with us. Mm-hmm. You know, he's feeling some of that stress because sure. the addition to the house isn't done. And yeah, he right. finally, after about a week and a half of snapping, he finally <laughs> was able to have a conversation with me right. about how things are a little difficult right now for mm-hmm. him. You know, they're not his parents. So right. obviously the guy has a heart of gold, just even willing to take this on. <laughs> so, does. you know, and it's not like my parents are very stressful, but we are living in the same house. Well, it's correct. You know, yeah. It's, so, it's two adult couples that are coming together, living together. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't matter if they were your parents alone. Two right. couples living together, it's difficult. Right. Now right. add the layer of them being your parents on top of that. And yeah. now we've got a whole other layer going so on. So sometimes, you know, it just takes a lot of patience with right. your partner and your loved one, or right. you know, just to realize that they've been really snappy lately. Why mm-hmm. don't we have a sit down and find out what's going exactly. on? Right. Exactly. You know? And that, again, communication skills are huge mm-hmm. in, in any kind of relationship. They are. The other thing you want to look for is maybe some worsening health problems. And because a lot of times stress will enhance some of your medical conditions that you already have. If you're not able to control your blood pressure, what's going on? If you find yourself getting to the point where, you know, your sugar's are are crazy and they're just not keeping up, what's going on? Again, we need to look at those reasons. You might have trouble concentrating, too stressed out, just can't concentrate on the thing you're supposed to be thinking about. Um, the one thing that I would say, once you start feeling this, you really got to take a look at that and it's feeling increasingly resentful. 
So if you're starting to feel increasingly resentful, it means there might have already been some resentment there to yeah, begin so with. So let's th- let's talk about resentful. Mm-hmm. What are the thoughts that we want to start looking out for? You know, like those resentful thoughts, like mm-hmm. I don't want to be doing this anymore. What what's going on? Well, with that? quite frankly, you know, why couldn't they take care of themselves well enough that they could be still on their own? Um, you know, why did dad decide to make all those decisions financially so that they didn't have the kind of money they were supposed to have at this time? You know, there's, you start making those statements in your head mm-hmm. and, you know, those kinds of statements in your head should be a warning sign for you to say, whoa, wait a minute. You know, I'm judging here at this point about things that they've done and I'm actually getting kind of angry about it. Um, I'm in, or, or if, you know, they just never leave. It's that kid that never leaves, right? The one that's 27 years old has a job, but doesn't leave the house. And you start getting to the point where you're like, you need to go. Yeah. And so when you're starting to feel that, mm-hmm. and then we're getting increasingly resentful, right? we really, really need to take a step back and start evaluating Right. That because point. almost when you start feeling those resentful thoughts, it's almost to the point where like, you need to go for a respite. Like, that's you right. You need to get away for a couple yep. of days because resentfulness takes a couple of days to get over. So it's not something you should never say, oh, I'm just being dumb. I'm, right. I'll get over it. No, you won't get over it, sweetheart. Let's right. let's let's step back for a couple of days. That's right. You have to take care of yourself. So what what do you recommend that you know when you do feel that increasing amount of resentment? Like what what would be something aside from you know just stepping away from a couple for a couple of days because everybody can't right necessarily right. step away for a couple of days. You know what would be some other things that you can do. Personally, I think that the best thing you can do is find somebody to talk to about that. And it's somebody who, you know, you know, the people you can talk to about things who are going to solidly listen to you and give you sound advice. And then, you know, the people that if you say something to them, they're like, well, you're the one that decided to do this. Well, (laughs) clearly, they're not the one to talk to. Don't I know that. Yeah, That's not the person to go to, guys. Don't talk to them. That's not the one. That's not the one. The one to go to is your friend who gets you, your coworker who's going through something similar. Um, those are the people that you want to reach out to. And you want to say, wow, I've noticed I'm changing a little bit. Like I'm starting to get more frustrated. I'm snapping. I'm doing whatever. And, and actually just talking that out is one of the first steps that you can take to start figuring it out. And if you don't have that person, you mm-hmm. know, or you don't feel like you have that person, there are so many resources that Absolutely. have the free therapy. You can go to mm-hmm. the Council on Aging. You can go to Real mm-hmm. Services. If it's a child, there's we have like local places like Logan Center mm-hmm. and Lighthouse Autism Place. Like mm-hmm. there are resources out there that Absolutely. will help you. And honestly, all you, if you want to find them, what you can do is call the welfare office mm-hmm. because they have a list. And that's just a, a beginning place. Is two one one still alive? Is that the active? Is two one one that active help number? I don't know. We are going to have to look that up and make sure because I know that that went active during COVID for a lot of the uh, resources, and mm-hmm. I know there's a resource number locally out there. So maybe by the end of the next podcast, we can um, get that figured out on on what that local number is because there's a there's a place to right. start. We're putting our Goog Queen on it right now. Awesome, great. I'm getting on it. Okay. She own it. We the ants that get us. The few more things you need to be looking out for is when you start drinking more. <laughs> Oops. Yeah. Oh, oh, it's just a bottle of wine today. It, um, you know, smoking more, eating more, neglecting your responsibilities. So when the things that you did, you were good at doing and you're starting to not be good at doing those things, again, that's kind of a sign of what's going on. 
Um, and that's that can be like affecting your job, absolutely, right? or affecting your, your friendship, still raising children, yes. or you know, if you like do like you do trivia night every mm-hmm. Tuesday, and all of a sudden you're like not showing up, right? You don't want to go, exactly. Mm-hmm. I mean, we all those are signs of depression, obviously, when the things that used to be something you enjoyed are no longer things you enjoy, and basically nothing is anything you enjoy, right? Uh, that's that's a sign. That's something that's going on. Uh, when you're cutting back on your leisure activities, just like you said. So if you if you typically were a person that went out to coffee with your friends pretty regularly and you were just usually going, no, I don't think so, or not, not this or week. Mom or mom needs me. Right. I can't leave. It's impossible for me to get out of the house now. Right. Because when you start using your loved ones as an excuse, that causes even more resentment. resentment. Right. Absolutely. So you don't want to use them as an excuse as much as possible. And don't get me wrong. Some days you have to. Well, sure. Because sometimes you just don't want to go out. You know, you do need that time, maybe, that you're not amongst others. Well, and, you know, that, again, goes back a couple of weeks. And, you know, one of the things that Angel had said was that, you know, when she was going through some things that she made a list of Mm -hmm. when people asked how they could help, here's a list of what I need. Right. You know, like. Exactly. I could. I could use somebody to bring me dinner on Sunday. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, I could use help with somebody sitting with my mom for two hours so I can go to the grocery right. store. I or, need my kids picked up from soccer at 7 o'clock exactly. at night when I'm trying to get my loved one down for bed. Exactly. You know, like, there's a lot of different – there's a list. There are things. And there are things that people can help because, as you know, fortunately, you know – many of us have a friend or two that would be willing to do that. You know, it's my heart is broke for people who don't feel they have that. But for those of us that feel we have that, it's the best thing to do is to create that list so that you've got those answers. Mm -hmm. And sometimes maybe it's just saying a prayer for me. Say some prayers. Yeah, right. <laughs> that, that I start to develop I, a little patience. I here. need chocolate cake pronto. <laughs> Pray that it shows up at my front door. <laughs> and maybe a DoorDash order will show up. Yeah, maybe. That would be lovely. Exactly. So <laughs> right. look at that. So having a list of those things is super helpful to be able to tell people, you know what, this this would be really helpful. And you know what that means you have to do? You have to sit down somewhere quiet. I don't care if it's you get in your car and you go to the closest park and you roll up your windows or roll them down if it's a great, beautiful day. And you sit with this for a few minutes and you say, all right, deep breath, deep breath, Carrie, deep breath. What is going on? What can I ask a few of my close friends to help me with? This is where you get started. You get started with what's around you. Okay. Mm-hmm. When you, when you can't, when you've exhausted that or that doesn't exist, then maybe you go on to the next step. But the first step is to really sit down quietly somewhere. And I mean it. Take that time. Don't tell me you don't have time to go find five minutes at the park because you do. And you know, this is one of these hard love moments, these tough love moments tough where love. I say yep. to people, yep. tough love. We, we are good at tough love. Yeah. Do it. <laughs> Go take that 5, 10, 15 minute break because you will be able to find those 15 minutes if you really sit back and think about it. Yep, I, I could I could take those 15 minutes after I drop my kid off from school and I can just go sit somewhere quietly for a few minutes and really think about what's going on. Spend a few minutes with this angst that you have and try to identify the main source of where you're stressing out about. If you notice yourself snapping at your parents a lot more about things that you didn't used to snap about, mm-hmm. then why am I getting stressed? What's going on? And try to find the root of that. Right. And the whole 
you know, the whole cause of this whole podcast is to help caregivers understand that it's okay to reach out for help. It's okay if they, quote unquote, can't do it for right. a little while. It's okay because you you took on a whole different Another avenue person. of life right. that nobody can handle by themselves. Absolutely this is not. this is like a you're you're going on and along in your life and then all of a sudden a freight train hits. So it's right. exactly the same thing. Yep. And you never know exactly where you're going to end up. But yeah. we are running a little bit out of time. Sean, did you find anything on the Goog? Yeah, the Google says that 211 is still out there Great. for resources. Um they have resources for helping you find food, mental health. Um you know, just call the local 9211. Hey, 211 is the information. That's right. That's so, right. So, yeah. All right. That's great. It's news. a great place to start. You know, it is. Wherever you're local, you can always reach out to your area on, on aging. Um, mm-hmm. They're going to have some of those at least support groups or, or other groups in the area that they can refer you to who may have right. support and, groups. And if you're not taking care of parents, you're taking care of a loved one or a, a child with a disability, yep. a yep. child, you can always start with that 211 or call the welfare office because they do have resources. Absolutely. You know, and there's no shame in it. There's no, no. shame in your game, guys. None. No. Ask for help. Absolutely. Everyone, we are done for today. So thank you so much, everybody. Um, If you want to, of course, next week, we will definitely drop the rest of Carrie's interview and we'll be talking about... We're going to be talking about how to talk to your parents about some additional assistance. Oh, when they're stubborn. That's right. Stubborn parents. Who's stubborn? What? Not me. Mm. Nope. Not me. (laughs) As always, if you have any questions or you want to get a hold of us, it's caregivershenanigans at gmail.com. So just email us if you want any kind of guests or have any questions or anything. We're really enjoying your email. So thank you, everyone. Sean. Love you. We love you. Talk to you soon. Bye. Bye.